Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is National Lutheran Schools Week. It is also the Feast of St. Titus. Yes. So we're going to dig into that today. Today we head to Concordia University, Wisconsin. Our guest, the Reverend Dr. Daniel Pavla, Professor of Theology and Department Chair at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Dr. Pavla, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Oh, I love coming. Thank you for letting me be uh, with you this morning. It's, uh, it's great. We are looking forward to learning more about Titus, or St. Yeah. Titus, we yeah. might call him, uh, pastor and confessor that we're observing today for the Feast of St. Titus. So who is Titus? We, we only have just a little bit of scripture about it. That, that's mm-hmm. true, you know, and we were just speaking before the show began that maybe that's one of the charms about this man is that we don't have, we don't need to have a, a huge biography on him, but he was a co-worker with Paul. And we, I think we probably always put him in the mindset of, and Timothy. So it's Timothy oh, and Titus, and uh, they serve with Paul. They serve uh, at the same time in respectively different places. But uh, Titus, a, a fellow traveler with Paul to a degree, probably we think of him, especially when he was left in Cyprus uh, in charge of the Christian community that's there. And that's where he is when Paul writes to him. And um, in, in the book, of course, titled Titus. Yeah. So how did how did the Lord the Lord use Titus in the church? You know, I think he's the 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 second. As I mentioned, Timothy is far more better known, gets better press, uh, gets two books written to him, uh, claimed by Paul as as though his very son. And then there's Titus, and don't you love a guy like Titus that the Lord uses to do important work? Certainly those congregations that he was in charge of, they mattered. Um, And I also like to think that without a hint of jealousy, envy, trying to usurp a a better position for himself, um, he serves faithfully as in charge of the congregations. And Titus gives us in in the book written to him, there's some great descriptions of who we should look for in terms of church leadership and a wonderful summary in chapter three of how we're saved. So um, associate Titus with faithful service and the the living future of the church as we all serve. What what is unique about Titus? Maybe you, you mentioned that it, we don't hear much about him or we, we hear a lot more about Timothy. What's unique about Titus? Well, Paul left him to organize the church in, uh, in Crete. I think I said Cyprus. It was Crete. Excuse me for my wrong one, to, to organize the church in Crete, and uh, that also delivered to him the directions that, now uh, here, this is what you're looking for when you're looking for fellow leaders that will follow after you. You know, every church installation has turned to some of these directions that we have in verse, in chapter one. It's essentially that we're looking for a man who is humble or for leaders, who are humble, content, devout, sober, uh, not greedy, and uh, gosh, aren't those timeless directives uh, that uh, God is always going to use? And then I was thinking chapter 3 has that wonderful directions that Paul, obviously speaking to Titus, not in a corrective way, but I think probably expressing Titus's own faith that uh, when the goodness and loving kindness of our Savior appeared, he saved us, not by works done by us in righteousness, 
by his mercy, by washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Surely this is the spirit and, and the heart of Titus. And so Paul is speaking Titus's own la language to uh, describe how we're all saved. Do we know anything about uh, Titus's life, um, any of his circumstances uh, when he when he uh, joined together with mm -hmm. Paul to do this ministry? You know, we don't. We presume that he's a Gentile and uh, Paul refuses to have him circumcised and that essentially he was Paul's extension to minister to the Gentiles. You know, Paul did a wonderful first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles ministry in so many of his travels. It would be natural to have uh, Titus as that continuing extension to the Gentiles. And so when he's left there in Crete, yeah, he, he uh, is going to continue to extend the gospel to them. You know, isn't it kind of challenging for us in the, our 21st century to think of the great gulf between Jew and Gentile and that Paul was bridging that in himself and in his ministry. Um, but for that first century, the thought that God even-handedly saved both Jew and Gentile, stunning to them. To, to us, it's like, uh-huh, of course. Well, Titus would have been at the cutting edge of that. What's the relationship of Titus to others? You mentioned uh, Timothy earlier. What's yeah. the relationship of, of Titus to others? Oh, you know, I, I think that the opening line there, chapter one, is a great a uh, way to describe it, Paul says to Titus in 1.4, to Titus, my true child in a common faith. Isn't that a wonderful description? Mm. Uh, he's teamed up with uh, Timothy. Uh, I know Paul speaks of Timothy as, a, again, uh, his, his, uh, as though he were his son. Um, he's with Paul and Timothy both in Ephesus. And uh, then he also gets this interesting job, you might say, that as we know in 2 Corinthians, that Titus is the one sent to the Corinthians to urge them in their sacrificial giving for that offering that Paul was going to be taking for the saints in Jerusalem. And uh, boy, that, that's got to be kind of a challenging job to be the one sent to the rich Corinthians to tell them, okay, um, it's your turn. You know, where's the offering? Uh, I don't know many pastors who love doing the stewardship sermon about money. Well, that's the job that our friend Titus got to a degree uh, with the Corinthians. So he also has to be a man of tact and um, maybe a little courage to do that. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things that we learn <clears throat> that we learn about Titus uh, and his work with Paul from from Paul's letter? Yeah, well, Paul sends him off, you know, as I said there, and he goes back and he joins Paul again. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm relating, this is 2 Corinthians uh, again. Um, he's the messenger for both going and returning to Paul. Uh, the thing about Paul, he's got this lifeline to so many congregations, whether it's in Ephesus or Galatia or Corinth, and we go on and on. And uh, oftentimes, Paul, whether it's by imprisonment or just, no, I can't leave. And he says, you know, he stays an extended time in Ephesus and also in Corinth. Well, he needs a good man to send and say, all right, now bring them this message, but also honest. Tell me how they're doing. So when you come back, give me the, the true report. And uh, I think we especially might see that in terms of the Corinthians. Uh, remember, they have all kinds of challenges 
uh, that uh, Paul writes about in both First and Second Corinthians. And uh, we need a man like Titus and others, Timothy and others, to uh, come back to Paul and say, all right, uh, here's how it really is. And uh, so we expect that uh, that's going to go on. Um, Paul is uh, sending him off also to Crete to do the same thing and to probably remain there. Uh, at the very end, he's probably going to be with Paul during his second imprisonment. And that's 2 Timothy 4.10. Uh, that's the last reference we're going to have to Titus. And uh, was he with Paul to the very end? Perhaps we don't know. And nor do we have any mention about his own death. Uh, and, and, you know, there's no mention of him in Acts at the end. So we can trust he returned to his ministry and probably passed away in it. Anything else that you'd like for us to learn about Titus today? Well, I, I, I just really enjoy the fact that he's uh, the faithful worker who, yeah, it doesn't get the top billing that uh, a Paul or, uh, and even some others, uh, Apollos, for instance, is noted for his eloquence and his learned, uh, you know, his, his background of education. Uh, we don't have any of that, but Titus gets the mantle of faithful worker, uh, trustworthy. And I, I would think too, we can say that in chapter one, when you look at that long list of what's thought as a, you know, a church leader, Paul is writing to Titus but he's really basically also describing Titus, you know, and he's saying, Titus, as you are, so these qualities are, now go and find others who fulfill those same things. Um, in that way, all of us who have ever been installed in a, a congregation or in a ministry, and those words are read to us, pretty daunting in a way, you know, we want to live up to all that, this, the, all that is described. And uh, so we salute Titus. Uh, we also find him a, really a great model uh, and ahead of us. I know in order to record today, you had to dash from <laughs> class in order to come spend some time with us uh, recording to, to share this with our listeners. And it is National Lutheran Schools Week. Tell us a little bit about what students get to experience in your classes at Concordia <laughs> University, Wisconsin, because we're having a blast just learning from you here today. Well, but what's it like being in a class with Dr. Pavlo well, at Concordia University, uh, Wisconsin? I, I, well, I'll say this. I'm happy, so I hope they are. But I, <laughs> I, I love class. I've been here 26 years, and I absolutely have not gotten bored at all with the uh, REL 100 Bible. That's one of those basic classes you can get. So I just came from 27 wonderful people. And yesterday afternoon or morning, we were 34 people doing the Gospel of Luke. And and so we uh, basically what we do is uh, we open up our Bibles and we have questions that you think about beforehand. And we say, all right, let's let's look at this text. And um, just like what you and I, we were just doing now uh, and, and say, so when we get to Titus, who is he and what has he got to say to us? And uh, even really basic questions to start with. Why do we study and read the New Testament? Remember, I've got folks in some classes who have been Lutheran ed their whole life, Lutheran ed week. You know, they've studied the Bible for 13 years before they get to this uh, us at the college. So we hope we still can add something new to them. We also get to mine all the wonderful things they've already learned. On the other hand, we get some folks for whom the Bible is pretty new. And that's great because I love someone who doesn't know how the story is going to end. And so before they read the end of the story, I said, so what do you think is going to happen? Well, how is this story going to turn out? 
and then we read it. So whether you are rich in the past or it's pretty new, I hope there's a place for you in our class. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Daniel Pavla, Professor of Theology and Department Chair at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thanks so much for all the insights on St. Titus for us today. Thank you for letting me come and join you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.